What the hell is the title of this episode? It's called Estella. Oh. Who the f*** is Estella? Dude, did you not see the oh, end scene? Oh. Hey everyone, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review Podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we're recapping Ride Season 1, Episode 4, Estella. Before we get into our thoughts on this episode, we'd like to remind you, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Instagram as both Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. We also have a exclusive Facebook group for all you Hallmark fans. Come on over. It's called Girls Gone Hallmark. You can also email us anytime at meganandwindy at gmail.com. And if you're a fan of the show, just a reminder, we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to leave ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts. We love your five-star ratings and reviews. Keep them coming. Before we talk about Ride, mm-hmm. I need to issue an apology. To what? A blanket Girls Gone Hallmark apology. Wait, on my behalf too? Unfortunately, yes. (laughs) Go ahead. To one Miss Erin Krako, whose name we have butchered many, many times on this show, without even, in my case, thinking that I could possibly be saying it wrong. There are names that I'm certain I'm getting wrong. Never occurred to me that I was getting her name wrong once. Krakow doesn't sound right to you, or it does sound okay to you. Yeah, it's sure. I know. I, I feel terrible. Barker. I do not judge anyone's last name. Do you know what it's like to be a kid with a last name Barker? Give me a break. A shout out to our Facebook group who schooled us that it is Krakow. Krakow? Am I saying it right? Krako. Krako. Like Graco, but Keiko. Oh, oh my God. I can't. Oh, God. I'm going to need a phonetic spelling in front of me. It's like Niall Mater all over again. I know. Thank I you know. For the phonetic pronunciation in the Facebook group. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I thought you were giving a blanket apology for our review of the wedding cottage because I was off my rocker on that episode. Just wait till you hear the long story short episode that comes oh, out tomorrow that oh, will already be out as no. Oh, this no. No, no. Yeah, I sound. Sounded uh, absolutely manic, and my apologies to everybody. <laughs> I really don't think so, but Girls Gone Hallmark brought to you by Jetlag. <laughs> you want to talk some ratings? Yeah. So this past weekend's Hallmark offerings, The Wedding Cottage came in at nearly 2 million viewers which is a great showing for a Hallmark movie. We always see like a little bit of a lull, like January does really well. And then things kind of go like, but Mm -hmm. Aaron Krakow and Brendan Penny brought the heat and ride experienced an uptick in viewership with about the same percent of the key demo. Mm -hmm. They had 1.1 plus million viewers on Sunday. I I gotta say I'm kind of, surprised by that number Wendy's a hater and cannot possibly imagine anybody enjoying this show I I will be honest with everybody I really don't enjoy this show like it does nothing for me I don't get excited about watching it so uh, it's so I'm not going to come with my reviews as like with the hater raid but I I just don't enjoy it it's not for me that's okay I like it We're going to need to dig into that a little bit because I need to know what you like about it. When he's like, nothing's happening. And here's what and I that think. is exactly my first note on my notes in front of me says, my biggest complaint is nothing happen- is happening in this show. Nothing. I think there's so much establishment of 
character and place in the first season of any show, especially a like a drama like this, that I don't think that's terribly uncommon. I don't it's fine that you haven't bought into them. I enjoy this family. I enjoy seeing where it's going to go. I am mildly interested in these characters. It's not the first show I turn on every week, but I'm not upset that I have to turn it on and watch it week after week. Well, I am definitely opposite of you. Okay. <laughs> so if you're unhappy about that, you can send your emails to Wendy at gmail.com. And I would look back at The Way Home and tell you how many episodes it took for them to finally get to anything actually happening, like getting to the carnival, getting to all of that. There's a That's lot fine, but they set up. They built so much suspense and tension from episode one. This, nothing. I have nothing. Nothing is like where leaving me wanting more. for the past year. I what don't is care. Austin secret? I just, I don't care. I don't care. I'm sorry. Well, let's hear a, a synopsis of Estella. Okay. It's Isabel's birthday, period. Missy and Gus get closer when she agrees to give his niece a tour of the ranch, and Valeria tries to work her way into the ranch hand boys club via their traditional poker game. Let's start with the beginning of that synopsis with it being Isabel's birthday. This episode was sold as being about Isabel's birthday. Mm -hmm. I would argue... First, let's tell the listeners, this is going to sound a little bit different than our typical ride recaps. Yeah, because you guys didn't like it before. That's not actually <laughs> true. Let's, let's dial it way back. Okay. There's been a lot of discussion about what we're going to do next. Like, what are, what are we going to do after ride? And what do you want to see from specifically the Facebook group? That's like our focus group in there. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of feedback and we got an email from a friend of ours and a listener of our show who suggested that maybe the reason people didn't want more recaps from us was that they don't like the recap format. Mm -hmm. And she didn't come right out and say, I don't like the recap format. Well, I could read between the lines. <laughs> we love you, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and initially she said, why don't you ask the Facebook group? And my knee-jerk response was, I'm not ready to hurt my feelings by asking that question. Oh my goodness. But we did come back to it. And when it comes down to it, we want to create content that you want. And ultimately, the response was not, we hate your recaps. That's not what people said. They said, we like listening to your podcast. Do what's fun for you. And we kind of decided that the stuff that people want is more of the conversation. Like, you could get a recap on the internet. Mm -hmm. So we're going to chat it up. Yeah. All right. So let's talk Isabel's birthday. I mean, like you said, they sold this episode as being Isabel's birthday. It could have just been a Tuesday. It was, like, not significant to the story, I thought. Yeah, I was waiting for some kind of big reveal. Like, why does Isabel hate her birthday? She just, like, the kind of person who takes care of everyone else before she takes care of herself. I think that's the answer here. It's just, like, a character development thing. Although it did give us a vehicle to introduce Cody... Mm -hmm. who is our farrier, which is a term that I looked up. Do you know what a farrier is? No idea. It's a craftsman who shoes horses. Oh, okay. Played by the very handsome James Tupper. You have nothing to say about that? <laughs> I always get James Tupper and James Denton confused. So yes, before recording, I had to look him up to see who I was dealing with here. So he's been in Hallmark movies like Mid-Love Crisis, My Christmas Family Tree, and... He was in Mid-Love Crisis with Terry Hatcher, and we mistakenly reported that that was with James Denton. They were in a movie together previously. We were wrong. Anyway, 
that's why it's fully imprinted on my brain as as such. Like it, it it's you know, like a computer chip gone bad. It's always going to be in there now like that. I had honestly completely forgotten about that mistake until you reminded me, but he was also in Big Little Lies. Anyway, I enjoyed that introduction of the character because I get the impression that we might be headed towards a little bit of an Isabel romance. I hope so. Yeah. Did you like them together? I did. It made me wonder, like, how long has her husband been dead? She's just living this like lonely life out there. Yeah, with her kids. I'm I'm excited that she's gonna have a little love interest. Hopefully. Yeah, I had wondered if perhaps one Mayor Gus was sweet on Isabel. Ew, we haven't seen him in a while. Oh, we haven't seen him since last episode. Wendy I didn't, hasn't seen. Him I didn't watch last episode. <laughs> I was so traveling. So you sorry, haven't seen him in a while. I I think that's a mismatch too. I do too. I do too. I don't think they're a good match, but several things that Gus has said have led me to wonder, is this just a long time friendship that they've had and he supports her in that way? Or has he harbored feelings for her for a long time? Because he's made comments that lead me to believe maybe like even prior to her marrying Papa McMurray, that maybe he's had a long time crush on her. I don't think that's her match. I wouldn't go so far as to say gross. I'm just not getting the wowie zowie vibes. Did I say gross? You did. Oh, sorry. (laughs) But Cody is giving me wowie zowie. Give me that Cody Isabel pairing. I need something steamy to look at to get excited about. Another storyline that Isabel's birthday kind of provided a vehicle for was we meet Missy's mother in this episode. Mm -hmm. And honestly, prior to Missy running into her mom, it didn't even occur to me to think about Missy's family. And no, not not once. And especially I didn't think that they were just her mom was just living right in town. Well like at working the, at the diner. The diner that they go to all the time or whatever, like never has run into her in the last four episodes. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. once. Is this the first time we get an introduction to Missy being a former pageant girl as well? Yeah, I think so. She had kind of like pageant adjacent experience with her like rodeo queen stuff, but that's certainly not the life her mother envisioned for her. Like her mother's a little bit more Abby Lee than rodeo. (laughs) Okay. Well, I, the way that I had interpreted the whole conversation between them is that Connie's super disappointed in Missy for following her heart after these like ranch boys or rider boys or whatever. And based on her own personal experience, if she wanted more for Missy, she wanted Missy to be be like this, you know, a pageant girl. Don't throw your life away on a cowboy, Missy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a lot of, we, we know that Missy's dad is gone. I don't know that we know why. Gotta suspect if he was in this world, given oh. the mother's disdain for this lifestyle. And she talks about like how, you know, I can't drive on those dirt roads and I need a car wash and an alignment every time I drive out here. And she really wants nothing to do with that life. And so if I was Missy, I'd be like, peace then. I, I don't know. Like that's the life Missy chose. Like the, the mom has to accept it at some point. Yes. Now, question though. The mom does arrive at Isabel's small birthday gathering. She was invited by Missy. Mm -hmm. And Connie and Isabel have a pleasant exchange. 
But Connie clearly has some resentment towards Isabel because she's like taken over that mother figure in Missy's life. And earlier in the episode, Connie sees the birthday cake that says happy birthday mom that Missy's carrying and it's for Isabel. And Connie talks to Missy about how like you turned to Isabel after the death of your husband and I wanted to be there for you. And I had two like really distinct feelings here. One, Isabel was Austin's mom. Like they're grieving together. She lived on the ranch with her. I understand her turning to her, but also I kind of, a part of me could understand. I don't want to use the term feeling left out because that feels like a crappy thing to say. Like, oh, I was left out after your husband died. But I think she wanted to be maternal in that moment and couldn't. Here's my thoughts. Did you notice after Connie comes to the birthday party and her and Isabel have like awkward conversation about how hard it is to be a mom, blah, blah, blah. Missy in the next scene is then over apologizing to Isabel about Connie ruining her birthday. And I thought, who cares? Why would Isabel care that she's, she's there? And then I was like, what's the backstory? Uh, maybe Connie had an affair with Isabel's husband at some point, falling in love with these cowboys. You saw how that turned out. Hmm? Huh. I did not make that connection. I assumed Missy's dad was some sort of cowboy and left her mother, and that's why. Because we know Missy's dad's gone. She's like, just like your dad left. I just think it's weird. I thought there was some weird tension between Isabel and Connie and then Missy over-apologizing for it. Like, what is the story there? Oh, yeah. I thought the tension was just that there's like a weird, like, you're the mother-in-law, you're the mom. That's weird. I'm closer to you. But we shall see. I am going to say I'm not buying into that synopsis yet, but we'll see. I'm hoping it goes that way because we need something in this show. <laughs> something. You should have watched last episode. There was a lot more drama last episode. All right. You didn't even listen to the full synopsis. I'm sorry. You got to see the final scene where Cash gives those rodeo dudes a piece of his mind. Oh, I saw it in the preview. Oh, or- my gosh. In the previous Leon. You need the yeah. full scene. We've got Valeria in this episode. And I said it at the end of last episode. When we have a moment with Cash and Valeria together and they're dancing, that I think we're headed toward a Cash and Valeria pairing and everything in this episode leads me to believe they're setting that up. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. Because? Because I don't like it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not rooting for it. Look, lots of feedback from the Girls Gone Hallmark community. First season romances don't last. Like, we can't put Missy and Cash together this season. Fine. Missy needs her rebound relationship, so it needs to be with Gus before she ends up with Cash. Fine. I'm actually fine with Missy and Gus first. I really like Gus. He's got that big, beautiful smile. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't, there's something about the Cash-Valeria pairing and the fact that Valeria is Missy's former best friend who they're working their way back to a friendship. This is, Mm. I think, going to complicate things. Mm -hmm. And Valeria's a big old liar, so I'm not a fan. Well, I have two thoughts here. One is, like, are there no other available women in town? Like, he's like, oh, well, Missy is kind of off the table, so who's left? Valeria. Yes, you know, like Vanderpump Rules ranch style. Easy, girl. <laughs> if you didn't know, Vanderpump Rules is my favorite reality TV show. So they okay. all date each other. I mean, that's not a it's not it's, wrong. I know, but like it's a little close to home, Cash. I, I hear you. I hear you about this. I don't love this pairing either. However, 
Valeria in this episode, what am I trying to say here? She, I, I liked her more in this episode, I guess, than I have in the previous three episodes. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I just thought she was cuter. I don't know why. Like, real natural and cute looking. But I also don't love her storyline. I am intrigued, though, when we get to the end of the episode and we see her as a teenager or child or whatever, and we learn that her name is Estella and she comes from a rich family. I was like, okay. Now I'm interested in Valeria. Yeah, what's going on there? Well, let's talk about that really quickly. At the birthday party, Tuff does confront Valeria, finally. And he's been talking about it all episode, mostly with Julian, because he tried talking about it last episode with Cash, and Cash blew him off. And he's been talking to Julian, and Julian's only role in this entire episode is to be there for Tuff to talk to him about Mm -hmm. Valeria, really. Mm -hmm. Um, Justice for Julian, really. But... He finally confronts her when Valeria and Cash are having a moment. And Cash is like, uh, could you wait? And he shows the stash of IDs that he found. And she gets very upset. And she makes up what I believe to be a complete lie about the reason she was on the run, that she owed that bad dude money from gambling debts. Well, I think, is this her big mystery that we finally have now solved in like two seconds? I, I think... Hopefully, I think you're right that she was lying about all of that, about the poker debts and and whatever. But earlier in the episode, when she's playing poker, like you can easily see that she kind of zones in on Julian as being like an easy target because he's never played poker mm. before. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Here, is that what she's been doing? Is this her big secret that she's been, whatever? But I think it was too easily resolved if that's, what all the fake IDs and stuff, had, her running away and all that stuff has to do with yes, the story. Yes, and it doesn't answer the question of what she was doing for Tucker Clark and why Austin was involved. Because we know the reason she leaves is because Austin knows something about her. And Austin also needs some help. So maybe what he knows is that she's got gambling debts. Maybe that's a piece of it. But what was she doing for Austin? Like, where mm-hmm. does he factor in when she leaves in the middle of that rodeo in the first episode? Yeah, I'm still hoping that she was like pregnant with Austin's baby and then went away to have a baby and then came back. God, I don't. (laughs) I remember you saying that too. I don't (laughs) think that's it either. It's probably not either. Nope. So she tells this whole story and she takes the IDs and we later at the end of the episode see her flipping through the IDs and she stops on one named Estella and we get a flashback of a younger Valeria who really the only thing they've done to make her look younger is put her in this like prim little dress. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we needed, I don't know, something with her hair or something in this big, beautiful home where like a housekeeper has summoned her upstairs to where her apparently dying mother is in bed. I mean, that's that's the assumptions I'm making of this scene. And earlier in the episode, we had seen Cash, and we'll talk about this, kind of like make a snide comment about people with money. And Valeria is quick to jump to their defense. And she's like, she didn't ask to grow up like this. I thought that was a nice tie-in. Knowing what we know about Valeria is that she's apparently a little bit of a princess herself. Yeah, there was another tie-in, too, when Missy was complaining about her mom. And then it was something like, well, at least you grew up with a mom. Oh, yeah. At least you have a mom. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Again, this is more questions than answers, right? Like, do any of them know this about – I mean – Her name was Estella. Like, do they know who Valeria is? Like, what's the story she's made up about the loss of her parents? They obviously don't know that she's come from money. 
She's been working as a ranch hand. There's a billion more questions and answers about Valeria's storyline at this point. Yeah, like, how did Missy and Valeria meet? Did they meet at, like, university or did they meet, like, in town or... Do they not know anything about each other? Yeah. (laughs) What the hell is happening? Great points. I want to go back to Cash and Valeria for a second. Now, when they were, I thought these two idiots are completely tearing up the field in that. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? Like, first of all, she works this ranch, right? And then Mm -hmm. they're in this like golf cart or I know it's not a golf cart. I don't know what it is, but they're like doing donuts all over the field and tearing it up. How disrespectful. Yeah. Don't they need that field? Like aren't sheep going to need to graze somewhere or cows? They've just completely destroyed it. The city I live in, if it's raining, they won't even let you play soccer on their field. I know. So I think this was a bad move unless they were about to raise that field. Now, in this same scene, Cash uh, gives advice to Valeria about like how to be a boss to the ranch hands. Yeah. And he tells her, like, be more like you, a cool and fun person. And I just was like, (laughs) yeah, you're not selling me on the fact that you're falling hard for little Miss Val. Exactly. Can we talk about Valeria working her way into like the whole like poker game situation? Yeah. Breaking in with the boys. So it's obvious she's like takes her job seriously Mm -hmm. and she's super annoyed that these dudes are always just like standing around and talking and she's like working her ass off which i fully can stand behind Mm -hmm. but like why is she trying so hard to be one of them is it just she wants to earn their respect yes all right which was again the whole theme of the episode you didn't watch last week because the entire time like tough tells her that like you didn't earn this job and all the ranch hands think so as well And she has this big project to take on and she doesn't ask anybody for help and it takes her a couple of days and she does it all by herself because she doesn't feel like she has the right to ask the ranch hands for help and they have not welcomed her as their boss. And so she now, if they're going to make it work, she's got to earn their respect. Mm. All right. Let's move on to Missy and Gus. And I'd like to say justice for uh, his niece, Sophie. First of all, okay. They're there for, like, Missy's going to give them a writing lesson. Is that correct? At first, I thought she was going to teach her, like, some trick writing, but they're just out on the horses. Yeah. And then they're like, let's go down by the river, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, people. I hope she didn't fall into the river. Like, why aren't they looking at the river first once the girl goes missing? Like, everybody's up in, the whole family's up in arms. We have this missing child on our ranch. Nobody's really looking for her. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they, like, call the police? Why wouldn't they, nothing. They're all looking for her. They all go out on the horses no, and look for her. Just no, like girl. Isabel. Yes. Let me tell you, you did not watch as closely as I did here. Isabel's standing at the farm. Or she's waiting for another animal to give birth no, on the show. No, she went back to the barn in case... Sophie came back there and she was like, I hate standing around here. I wish I could be looking, but someone needs to be here in case she shows up. And then James Tupper shows up and they're just standing there talking like, oh, my God, a child is lost on our farm. Whatever. Ranch farm. I don't know. And are you just glossing over this is another show where a large animal is giving birth? No, I'm not. We have not talked about poor Goldie giving birth. At least they don't show it this time. We just get the end of the... Yes, bowl. that scene of Elliot with his hand in that cow, <laughs> I will on your brain. never recover from. 
<laughs> so, and then you have Tuff and Julian and they're just like, they're riding the horses around looking for him, having a conversation about other stuff. About Valeria. Gotta pass the time somehow. I know they should, there should be more urgency, but if she's in the river, she's gone. Right. So, Yeah. Well, Missy Shocker finds her in the treehouse and they have like this sweet moment. And I felt kind of bad for that little girl because she just wanted to stay there. (laughs) It was so sad. Don't make me go home to my mom and her new husband. So sad. Uh, How do you feel about this Missy Gus connection? I don't hate it. I partially because I like Gus so much. Like I like his character more than I like Valeria's character. Mm hmm. He was real sweet to Missy in the last episode. They had a little bit of a moment towards the end, and I'm into it. Are you into it? I mean, it's a nice placeholder, I guess. Yeah. This is not her forever romance. There's no way I see him actually buying this ranch and being around long term. I could be wrong about that. Again, I don't think this is her forever romance. I don't think it's Gus and Missy forever, but I do think he's a nice, pretty face for her to enjoy as her first romance after her husband Mm -hmm. because we know that there's more to valeria and cash's relationship than what we've seen we don't know all the details but there's more there and that needs to be unpacked yeah i have a couple did you see that moments yeah me too go ahead okay the first one is when they are playing poker we have these two rando dudes playing poker with them Mm -hmm. and in front of them they have like plates full of cheese puffs like cheeto puffs <laughs> like a mound of them yeah like that i had to rewind it and look at it again they had potato chips on there too but i was like that is so bizarre like i don't hate a cheeto puff but it was just bizarre like they had a, a paper plate a mound of them uh-huh so weird yeah and also they're gonna get all over the cards like cheese puffs are a Ew, terrible gross poker. you're right put a pretzel out there it's not gonna leave a residue all over your hands <laughs> gonna be licking your fingers and then touching the cards gross when connie is at isabel's party and she bounces she leaves behind a whole glass of wine i know i hate it when they do this they get a drink and then there's a read this happens all the time i'm like she just poured you a glass of wine she probably had to open the bottle because they're all drinking beer <laughs> exactly and my last one is when Tuff and Julian are setting up the poker table for the poker party. Yeah. They have this super non-sexual moment. Like he goes, like he puts his arms on his shoulders. And I was like, oh, this is this is as close as these two are going to get on this show. Yeah. They're really, really easing you in slowly to that relationship. I just was like, come on. I mean, Tuff did like turn around and give him like a glance. But like, I was like, this is, this is it. And we're not going to, this it's not going to go beyond this. No. All right. I have a couple did you see that slash comments that I need to make that don't fit in anywhere else. Mm -hmm. The first is we learn that Julian, and I believe this is the first time we learn it, is a it's a bronc rider, which is different than a bull rider. And I was like, broncs are Julian says broncs are different than bulls. And I was like, how? Well, broncs are horses. (laughs) That's how. So here go the two doing ranch stuff, dummies. Um Honestly, as much as I hate bull riding, I got to say bronco riding makes me even more uncomfortable. So I really hope we don't see that. I'm so sorry, Julian. Just just be a pretty face. In the very beginning of the episode, Missy is 
worried that Frontier is going to fire her. Oh, yeah. And then we never hear another word about it. Well, you know, I didn't watch last week's episode. So was there any... um... Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There was Frontier conversation about... Yes. So Frontier is going to do this piece on Missy as a trick rider. And they're like, we want to see your suicide drag. And she has not been on a horse. This is a whole theme of the last episode. She's not been on a horse since... Austin's death and she blames herself for Austin's death and she knew something was up that day and she let him ride anyway and right before he rode he caught her and Cash like having a moment even though nothing was happening she knew that that threw him and so she has blamed herself for Austin's death and as a result hasn't gotten back on a horse since then as a trick rider and they want to see this suicide drag like they want to go straight to the hardest trick that she can do and she does like one training session with Cash and it doesn't go well. And then the Frontier people show up to take the video. She bails out. She can't do it. And she's like, look, I've got a mental block. I'm not mentally ready for this. It's too hard. Like I would be happy to show you training or other tricks or building up to it, but I can't do this. And she's like, well, I've seen JB fire people for less. Oh, God. So stupid. So she thinks she's going to lose her Frontier ambassadorship as a result and we only get it in the very beginning of the episode, and then that's it. You're trying to tell me that Nike would take away their deal with Michael Jordan because he can't fly through the air anymore and do a slam dunk? Like, or, give me like, a break. if he gets the yips because Missy has the yips. What the hell are the yips? <gasps> what does that husband. mean? The yips is like— My husband? Yeah, he'll know. I guarantee you. Text him right now. Okay. How do you spell that? Like Y? Um, Y-I-P-S. Just ask if you know what that is. The yips are in sports when an athlete can suddenly no longer do a skill they used to be able to do. And they apply it to pitchers a lot. Like they can't pitch anymore. And there's not really like necessarily a physical reason for it. It's not like they have an injury. They just mentally can't do this thing. And so they say like Missy has the yips. And they never brought back up the whole potential no, losing the nothing. ambassadorship. Yeah, okay. Cash on the fake bull kills me did you see this yes but i don't remember it being a standout moment they've got like this ranch hand like like making the fake mechanical bowl buck <laughs> like, mm-hmm. i don't know it feels like look maybe this is a standard bull riding practice situation it just feels like a child on the seesaw Oh, that's funny. <laughs> is the ranch hand standing there with like an Atari joystick, like trying to no, like... Make- <laughs> he's, it's like a lever underneath the back of the barrel that he's like oh. pushing up and down to make it's, the it's, metal full buck. It's not even actually like no. mechanical. It's no. like this is weird. It's like this junkyard bowl. <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember it. And given that Cash is the actor... Bo Murkoff mm-hmm. is not an actual bull rider. They're not like going that hard. It's not like this metal bull is actually bucking all that hard because mm-hmm. his stunt double isn't in the scene. And so it just amused me. And finally, so tiny, but the closed captioning spelled, they say the word debt 800 times in one of the final scenes and they spelled it D-E-P-T every single time. Every single time. Oh, I'm like, that's really not do- even a word. <laughs> that's an abbreviation. D-E-P, department. Yes. Every single time. Was that on Friendly or did you use it on YouTube TV? YouTube TV. (laughs) Oh, and I have another note here. We do get a name for our unnamed ranch hand. Now, as for last episode, he did appear on IMDb, but they didn't call him his name until this week. His name's Nick 
Victor Oke is the actor. We still have our unnamed mustached ranch hand, and he is not on IMDb. This is his second episode. That's the Cheeto Puff guy. <laughs> he's He's got some lines, but he has not had a name as far as I can tell in the past two episodes. He was a real dick in last week's episode, though. Well, you know what's well. also funny, too, is that character Nick, like we learned he has played football and was also in the military. And I was like, what the f- hell is your name, dude? Like, yeah. I know your whole backstory now, but I still don't know your name. Yes, they call him Nick multiple times in this episode. Uh, sorry, I missed it. Who are you riding for this week? I got no one. How about you? <laughs> I hate this show and I refuse to play your stupid games. <laughs> I mean, I kind of enjoy Tough for like calling out Valeria finally at the end. But I kind of like Valeria for being annoyed with her ranch hand dudes who weren't doing anything. Yeah, I think it's Valeria for me too. And she... I liked her when she's like, hey, we got work to do. And then I like that she's like got this situation, which is that they don't respect her. And she figures out a way to get in with them by kicking their ass in poker. Mm -hmm. I think she was a very complex character in this episode. So I agree. I co-sign on on this. Writing for Valeria. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. We'll be back next week with a brand new movie review and a brand new recap of Ride. Maybe Wendy will grow to love this show as the season goes on. Or maybe her hate will just fester like a bad shoe horse. I was trying to do a horse pun there. Oh, goodness. Okay. You were going to what? I was counting down the episodes to number 10. We still have a lot more to go. A lot more. Like a month and a half. Dig in. Okay. If you love this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. So please hop into the Apple Podcast app, tap those five stars, and let everyone know why you love our podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.